Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is the WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. With 25,000 National Guard troops keeping the peace today, we expect a peaceful transfer of power at high noon. But Donald Trump won't be there when Joe Biden is sworn in. First time in about 150 years or in the 15 inaugurals that Bob Schieffer will have covered. How many people have you heard lately who say, I hope my child grows up to be a politician? That is the greatest indictment of all. And, and we've got to change that. Inauguration Day brings stepped-up security at Trump Tower, but few businesses are boarded up. I'm Marla Diamond in Midtown. Tomorrow may bring the last day of the vaccine supply in the city. And in the suburbs... Connecticut hopes to vaccinate seniors 65 and up in a few weeks, but needs more supply. We can handle more uh, vaccine. Uh, bring it on. I'm Sean Adams in Stanford. We'll hear from Joe Connolly about the president-elect's plan on student loan debt. Former UConn star George Springer picks the Blue Jays over the Mets, and Kyrie Irving returns to the Nets. This is Brad Heller. And this being an historical day, we'll dip into our news radio archives for the milestones. It's Wednesday, January 20th. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. A deeper dive into the stories you need to start your day with fewer commercials. Good morning. Nice to have you with us. I'm Wayne Cabot. Here we are on the 20th of January, an important day in the calendar in U.S. history for much of U.S. history with the inauguration on January 20th. As far as the weather for today around here, well, we've got some snow coming down in some of the hills. Nothing heavy. It's mostly atmospheric snow around the New York City area, but it may have an impact on our weather early this morning. And just a blustery kind of January day. Wind chills in the 20s. Today is the day the duly elected 46th president of the United States, Joe Biden, will take office. And change is already in the air. In his first hours as president, he plans to sign 15 executive actions reversing Trump policies on climate, on immigration, on COVID. But he will do this under a cloud of suspicion and vitriol from a large segment of those who did not vote for Joe Biden and do not recognize his legitimacy as president, a notion cemented by the absence of Donald Trump. By then, he'll be at Mar-a-Lago. This is profound to veteran CBS News correspondent Bob Schieffer, for whom today will mark... 15 inaugurations. And I, I, I think at every one where I was a correspondent, at one point I said, and now we come to the thing that we take for granted, but is so unusual in the world. One president is going to uh, leave and another one is going to shake his hand and take the oath of office. And we'll have this peaceful transition of power. And 
I would always say that is something we, we sometimes forget. We really ought to be proud of that because it's so unusual in this world. And, and this time it's going to be very, very different from that. Joe Biden's inaugural speech, which you can hear live at noon here on WCBS, will directly address those two-thirds of registered Republicans who, according to polls, do not consider the Biden election to be legit. Bob Schieffer was asked by his hometown radio station, KRLD, in Houston. Can you recall another time in recent history when that message has been as crucial as it is now? Absolutely not. And, uh, (laughs) you know, I speak with some experience on this. This will be my 15th inaugural. But never, never have I seen anything like this, and never has it been more important for us to uh, uh, just somehow come together. I mean, I think one thing we can we can do here, if I were to offer any advice, we'd have to start talking about people on the other side not being our enemies, uh, but being our opponents. And, and, and we have to reflect on, you know, a disagreement over politics does not mean uh, a difference in principle. And those are the kinds of things, and I think you're going to hear uh, Biden talk about uh, things like that, but never has it been more important for us to start uh, feeling and finding out ways that we can at least begin talking to one another. He was on the air in Dallas. Uh, Thank you, Steve Scott, out there in the newsroom for your eagle ears. Bob Schieffer there acknowledging the divide not just in our body politic, but in our families and among our friends, a chill in our relationships, even a cold war. To keep the peace today, there will be a police presence, not just at the Capitol, but here as well. Marla Diamond is outside Trump Tower. Marla, good morning. What is the scene this morning? There is extra security here at Trump Tower, Wayne, but we are not seeing stores boarded up as we did Election Day and in the days after when civil unrest was expected but never materialized. Because the threats received surrounding Inauguration Day were at state capitals, security has been stepped up in Albany, and Governor Cuomo has decided to stay in New York, canceling plans to travel to Washington today for Joe Biden swearing in. Today not only marks the final day of Donald Trump's presidency, it may also be the last day the NYPD will have to provide extra security along Fifth Avenue with the shutdown of West 56th Street or East 56th Street. In a statement to NBC, the NYPD said after Inauguration Day, we will reevaluate our security posture. A senior law enforcement official says they will work with the Secret Service to reduce their footprint and manpower around Trump Tower. Trump has transferred his residency to Florida. He's expected to spend more time there and less time in Manhattan, but could spend time still at his New Jersey golf club in Bedminster. Wayne? All right, thank you, Marla. And this time, though, when he goes to Bedminster, it shouldn't be the general shutdown that we've seen over the last four years. Well, with Joe Biden taking over at noon today, a lot is going to happen quickly among them. We know he has a plan to take on student loan debt. And Joe Connolly is here right now with the big money story on that, Joe. Yes, this would have very large effects on education and family budgets. President-elect Biden has said he wants to forgive $10,000 in student loans for all borrowers and has also said he supports Senator Bernie Sanders' plan to make all state colleges and universities tuition-free for students with family incomes below $125,000. 
Now, some oppose these plans because they say millions of families lived frugally, saved heavily, and denied themselves things for years so that their children could go to college. And they point out there are already various assistance programs, such as the New York State Excelsior Plan, that make attending city and state colleges largely free for families earning less than 125000 a year. And community colleges are already far less expensive than other schools. There'd be far-reaching effects of lowering the cost of college for millions. It would increase, it's been estimated, attendance at state schools and community colleges by 18%, and enrollment at private colleges would decline 12%. President Biden is expected to let Congress work through the debate on this before he comes in to then try to complete a deal to expand the American dream of becoming the first person in a family to go to college and having a better chance of upward mobility. Thank you, Joe. And uh, in the hours before the Biden inauguration, the stock futures have been inching higher. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup, live on 880 and on demand at WCBS880.com slash roundup or wherever you get your podcasts. Now on the Morning News Roundup, the weather day ahead on this wintry January 20th. And I guess you can kind of feel it in the air in parts of our area here with the Exergen Forecast, Chief Meteorologist Craig Allen. And if you were aloft, you'd see it. And uh, there are snow showers and snow flurries that are moving through parts of the region right now. For most, it's too light and not reaching the ground because it's a little too dry. But there is a band here that is a little bit heavier. And it runs from uh, northern sections of Fairfield County from uh, along Route 7 approximately on down into the lower Hudson Valley. So it's diagonally down into New Jersey from that point on through Bergen County and uh, Middlesex, uh, portions of Morris County too, and it's headed towards Monmouth. And over the western sections, portions of Hunterdon County, behind that, it's already breaking up and clearing out. So uh, there's this one little band that we have to watch over the next little while. So cloudy this morning, flurries in some places, a heavier snow shower, which would briefly reduce the visibility and uh, cause a couple slick spots, but otherwise a mix of sun and clouds for the afternoon. Biggest problem this afternoon, the gusty wind. Highs around 40 and then turning colder. Fair and quite cold tonight, down into the middle 20s, near 20 inland. Thursday, mostly sunny with highs near or a little over 40 degrees. Right now for the city, 37 and cloudy with a light variable wind. Today it stays near 40 for a while, but then turns colder. Craig Allen in the Weather Center at WCBS. And aside from a couple of flakes coming down, we've really been in a snow drought around here for quite some time. Not the only drought we've been experiencing. We have a lotto drought. Yep, there's one more shot at an even bigger Mega Millions jackpot. Nobody won the top prize. Now the jackpot for Friday's drawing is $865 million. If you don't want to wait that long, tonight's Powerball $730 million. Last time somebody won either drawing was back in mid-September. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. Yeah, we keep hearing these stories about the vaccine running out and our most vulnerable, the elderly, are the ones most likely to succumb to COVID and yet getting those shots out is seeming more distant all the time. Let's get the latest now from what the 75-plus crowd is hearing in Connecticut. Here's WCBS's Sean Adams. Sean? 
Well, just like every other state, Connecticut is making do with the limited supply of COVID vaccine from the federal government. At present, seniors 75 and up are getting their shots here in Connecticut. COVID claims the most lives in that population. Governor Lamont is looking forward. He hopes to expand eligibility soon. But right now, it looks like we're going to be able to um, open the lens and allow people 65 and above probably in a couple of weeks. Uh, We'll give you a clearer indication on that uh, in the next uh, 10 days. That's what our uh, intent is going forward. However, much depends on shipments of doses from the federal government. That could uh, accelerate if we got more vaccines uh, from the federal government. Estimated schedule moving forward. People in prison, shelters, group homes, they will be vaccinated concurrently with uh, the 65 and up group. Frontline essential workers, like teachers, they'd be up next, perhaps end of February, early March. Phase two, everybody else, early June. Sean, it sounds like Connecticut, and you've been covering all over the area, northern suburbs, sounds like Connecticut really has its act together more than most. Well, you know, if you look at just the sheer numbers, the the population is smaller, so it seems that that might be on Connecticut's side. Uh, And uh, early on, what Connecticut did was it went out, it fanned out, they brought the vaccine uh, to the the senior centers uh, and uh, to the assisted living facilities, uh, and uh, that's how they attacked it early on. So it seems that uh, that population is uh, getting the shot. Uh, So we're going to have to see what happens moving forward, because if you don't have the doses, you can't give the shots. So uh, Connecticut's in the same boat as everybody else here as well. Yep, you said that right, Sean. Thank you. It's uh, the WCBS Morning News Roundup. It was, as we know, an eventful Tuesday for the Mets, who fired the general manager and then Brad Heller. Well, they missed out on one of the most coveted free agents. Yeah, George Springer, the Connecticut native and former UConn star, picking the Toronto Blue Jays over the Mets, reportedly six years and $150 million. MLB.com says the Mets' biggest offer was $125 million, so now they'll pivot to other options in the outfield, just like they will in the front office without Jared Porter. Sandy Alderson said yesterday he was shocked to learn about the ESPN story that detailed the unsolicited text messages and images that Porter sent to a female reporter five years ago. Sandy said the short-term plan is to not fill that position. We're on a certain trajectory. I think a successful one to this point. And while you know, Jared presents a void, I'm very confident in the group that we have that uh, we can move forward and move forward effectively. Alderson said this situation is also a wake-up call for how the Mets and really all organizations go about the hiring process in the future. All right, mark down this date. Kyrie Irving has finally returned to the Nets. He has after a two-week absence for what he called family and personal stuff. You know, I'm back. I'm happy to be back. And we got some great pieces, and we just move on, you know. Just needed a pause. And Kyrie missed a total of seven games, and now we should see Brooklyn's new big three, Kyrie, Harden, Durant, tonight in Cleveland against the Cavaliers. Also, Wayne, the Devils beat the Rangers at the Garden last night 4-3. to three. Thank you, Brad Heller. And welcome to the WCBS Morning News Roundup for the 20th of January Inauguration Day. I'm Wayne Cabot, and here are three things to know. One, President Trump, late in his last full day in office, granted pardons to 73 individuals and commuted the sentences of an additional 70 people, including his loyal strategist Steve Bannon and Lil Wayne. In his gun possession case, it could have put him back behind bars for up to 10 years. Second thing, Joe Biden, in his last hours as president-elect, led an observance of America's 400,000 COVID-19 deaths. Mayor de Blasio did the same in New York by the Statue of Liberty, 
warning that we're going to run out of the vaccine by Friday. Third thing, New Jersey is expecting to get more than 100,000 more doses of both the Moderna and Pfizer vaccines combined in its next shipment. That's more than before, but not nearly enough to give shots to all who are qualifying and on those lists. And now from our news archives, 88 seconds in sound for this date, January 20th. I, Donald John Trump, do solemnly... January 20th is the day our presidents get sworn in. I, Barack Hussein Obama. I, George Walker Bush. I, William Jefferson Clinton. I, George Herbert Walker Bush. I, Ronald Reagan, do solemnly swear. Good evening. 41 minutes after Ronald Reagan was sworn in as this country's 40th president, the American hostages in Iran began their flight to freedom. Disaster in Connecticut in 2007, when the planned implosion of the New Haven Coliseum went wrong, flying debris broke windows, damaged the Knights of Columbus building, closed Route 34, and caused a 60-mile-an-hour wind gust that knocked down a power pole. Martha Stewart went on trial in 2004 for stock trading. She would be handed five months prison, during which she said she made jam out of crab apples on the prison trees. It was 1986 when we first observed a federal holiday for Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. I am happy to join with you today. Maybe the most bizarre news item on this date occurred in 1949 when FBI Director J. Edgar Hoover gave 12-year-old actress Shirley Temple on the good ship, a tear gas fountain pen to protect her from pedophiles and ne'er-do-wells. Or maybe the most bizarre thing was this when the Jersey Devil was spotted by a Trenton theater owner on this date in 1909, and who's to say he didn't? The days to come would bring a string of sightings. This is the WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup, a daily download of the news you need to start your day. On air, on radio.com, and delivered to your phone and computer for on-demand listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.